Well, good morning, church. Oh, you could do better than that. Good morning, church. Oh, that's so much better. Um, if I haven't met you yet, my name's Katie and I'm one of the elders here at New Life Coolangatta and it is my great privilege to bring our first message in a new series and in a new year today. How cool is that, right? It kind of feels like it's too late to say Happy New Year, but it's not Happy New Year, everybody. I'm excited for 2023 and we're going to talk a lot about what 2023 has to offer today. But before we start, I just want to take a moment because we didn't have church last Sunday. And I must say, I missed you all. I did. I honestly, I missed my church family. I got up and did beach at sunrise, but it just wasn't the same on my own. And it shows, I think, the strength of our community when you do miss it when you're away. But I also want to say a big thank you to everybody that helped with our Christmas services and the way we finished 2022. It was such a privilege to be here Christmas Eve and see so many new faces, new families hear about Jesus So thank you to everybody that helped put that together, that served, that whether it was downstairs, upstairs, singing on stage, um, welcoming people, thank you guys, because we can't do it without every single one of you, and it was such a great way to finish. But bring on 2023, hey? Yeah? So we are starting this series this year in Rhythms. Now you might be going, wait a minute, I've been at New Life for a while, I'm pretty sure we've done this already. And if you're thinking that, you're exactly right. We started 2022 in Rhythms last year, and I think we may have even started 2021, but I could be wrong. We should go back and check the records. It's hard to think, though, that this time last year, we were actually doing church online. A lot's happened in 12 months, hey? We were back in lockdown this time last year, whereas Omicron hit Australia. We started school online. So we didn't get to talk about this in our community amongst ourselves, but we get to do that today. We're deliberately starting the year talking about habits and today talking about who we are becoming through 2023. We're talking today in scripture from John and I'm going to read it to you. Now it's a bit long, so if you've been around for a while, you've heard me read scripture, so get comfy because it's story time, okay? You can read along on the screen or if you have it with you, we're reading John 15. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather from them, they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. 
greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Before we dig deep into this scripture, will you join me in prayer? Father, I thank you for a new year. Lord, I thank you for 2022 and what you did here amongst your people, Jesus. And Father, we look forward with expectation into 2023. What you're going to do here in this place, what you're going to do in each and every one of our lives. Father, I pray this morning that my words will be yours. Prepare our hearts to hear what you've prepared for us this morning. May there be good soil for these words to land on. In your name, amen. Now, before we dig into the scripture, I'm going to do a bit of a throwback. Is everyone okay with that? I'm going to show just how old I am this morning, I think. When we talk about this rhythm series, there's something that pops into mind every time we talk about it. And I'm going back to 1992 for a second. So apologies if you're under the age of 35. You're probably not going to have any idea what I'm talking about. When I talked about this in our pre-service before the 8 o'clock this morning, it was encouraging and sad just how many of our team weren't alive in 1992. A blessing, but also made me feel really old. There was an ad in 1992 by Dulux Paint, and it had their traditional old English sheepdog, and it had a song that, un- that played underneath this ad that is obviously marketed well because it's stuck in my head 30-odd years later. And I want to play that ad for us this morning. Now, you're going to laugh because the quality is shocking, It's from 1992, but I want you to pay attention to the words of the song that plays underneath. Are you okay with this? It's going to be a bit cringy, but it's only 40 seconds. Can you handle it? All right, play us the video. But that song sticks in my mind, and this picture of the old English sheepdog and the paint, maybe because we were painting the house at the time and you used to be able to get tins of jelly beans. Do you you, know? Am I just showing my age again? My parents are here and my dad's laughing, so that's good. Um... What I love about that song is to feel the rhythm of life, to feel the powerful beat, to feel it in your fingers and feel it in your feet, rhythm in the playroom, rhythm in the street. The habits we create, create rhythm. That rhythm then sets how we move, how how our lives run day to day. And I guess that's why that song comes into mind as we talk about this, because today we're talking about the rhythm of life. We're talking about the small things we do the small decisions we make every day that set our rhythms. And today I want us to focus on what rhythms and habits do we have to carve the person we're becoming. So hopefully by the time you walk out the door today, you'll be thinking about the person you want to be in 2023. So, have you ever driven somewhere and when you arrived thought, huh, how did I actually get here? Is that just me? I drive to work every day and sometimes I think, did I actually stop at that intersection? Because you do it. It's autopilot, right? How many of us got up and cleaned our teeth this morning? Hopefully all of us. But I doubt many of us thought, I'm going to clean my teeth this morning to get rid of that bacteria buildup in the plaque that sat there overnight because that's what I need to do. Unless you're a dentist. Maybe you did think that as you cleaned your teeth. But we do it because it's a habit, because it's something we do. This thing called autopilot, neuroscience tells us, actually exists. 
So many of you will know if you've heard me speak before that I was a scientist and, and now I'm a teacher, so I can't help but go back into science, so bear with me. But neuroscience shows us that autopilot is a real thing for our brains. Habits are technically called stimulus response behavioural tasks. There isn't a test on this later, so it's okay. The basal ganglia is a group of structures found deep within our brains and they're activated when we perform habits. Because habits run on autopilot, they don't interact much with motivation. That's why changing a habit can be so challenging, even when you are motivated to do so. At this point, the 8th of January, eight days into a new year, many of you have probably made New Year's resolutions. You've thought about the goals you might want to set for 2023. You might be looking forward to things that are going to happen in 2023. You've started to create a bit of a list. I want to give you a second to share that. So in a se there'll be a timer on the screen. You've got a minute to talk to the people around you about New Year's resolutions, goals, things you might want to change or look forward to in 2023. Go. Five seconds. All right. I do love to hear the sound of community conversation. Did anyone have something super exciting, awesome they want to share? Because Dave told me I had to preach for longer, so anyone want to help me? No? Okay. All right. Um, something, hopefully you've got things you're looking forward to in 2023. Some of you may have set goals about health. You want to exercise more. Maybe you want to drink less coffee or maybe that's just something I've got to work on. Uh, maybe you set goals or you're looking forward to going on holidays. Anybody? Anyone got a holiday planned for two? Yes. Yeah, some people are travelling around Australia for like three quarters of the year. Some of you may have set targets of things you might want to save for. One of the goals I've set for 2023 is I want to read 40 books this year. Yeah, I know that sounds like a lot, but I read 31 last year, so it's only a little... And audiobooks count, don't they? Yeah? Right, okay, good, thanks. Someone said yes, so good. And then I was talking to someone after, just randomly after the 8 o'clock, and I realised if I read the Bible, like there's books in the Bible, so maybe, no, is that, is that cheating? Oh, okay, all right. Check in with me. Hold me accountable on my 40 books. But today, we're not talking about our to-do list and our number targets. Today, we're actually not, we're talking about the person we want to become. We're talking about creating habits and rhythms that will help us to become more like Jesus. We want to shift from doing some of these spiritual disciplines like reading our Bible and praying and coming to worship. We want to shift from doing that out of duty to rather doing that out of delight. We want to really focus today on being part of that vine that we read about right at the start and abiding in God. 
Verse 5 of that scripture tells us, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Oh, for without me, you can do nothing. I don't know about you guys, but 2022, there were plenty of moments where I tried to do things in my own strength and they didn't necessarily go the way I wanted them to. But I know the moments where I lent into God, I used his strength, not mine. I was much more fruitful. Things went much smoother, much better. Without me, you can do nothing. For all of us, that's going to look different. For some of us, this year might be a year where we have to start thinking about what are we actually pushing aside, saying no to, and that's hard. But God's going to strengthen us to do that. Billy Graham has this quote, being a Christian is more than just an instantaneous conversion. It's not like we say yes to Jesus and we immediately transform. It is like a daily process whereby you grow to be more and more like Christ. That's my heart for 2023. That each day I create a rhythm to get to know and love my Lord a little bit more and to become a little bit more like him. This is the importance of this series. This is why we start the year with five weeks talking about habits and rhythms. We're going to talk about lots in these next five weeks. David and Scott are going to share with us as well. And we're going to talk about things like serving. What does a habit of serving look like? What is a habit of silence and solitude or fasting or reading our scripture? What does all that look like? And I'm excited to delve into that as we do through these next four weeks. The start of a year like this feels like a fresh start. It's like we've opened a new book. Some of you would have got a new journal and you've turned over and it's all fresh and new. It's a new beginning, but it's easy to get caught up in creating a to-do list. My encouragement for us today is to actually pause and not just to create a do list, but to think about who do you want to be? Not what do you want to do, but who do you want to be? That seems so anti-cultural in a way. We post on social media about the things we've done, but God wants to look at our hearts. I'd love to look back this time next year, to stand here January 2024, and say through 2023... I became more patient, I became more wise, I was kinder, I prayed more, I ultimately got to know Jesus a little bit better and become more like him. What do you need to change in this moment, stepping into this afternoon and tomorrow to help you find time and space to become more like Jesus? I know one of the things I really want to work on this year is to read my Bible more. I would much prefer to sit and read a book about Jesus and to read Jesus' words. And I'm not proud of that, but it's something I know I want to work on in 2023. Prayer for me is a habit I've developed through the years that I now do without thinking. As I drive, I'm quite often talking to Jesus. People must think I'm weird sometimes when I talk out loud if they drive beside me, but whatever. I guess it's okay now with Bluetooth. It might look more normal. No? I thought you'd laugh. Um, (laughs) But prayer for me is a habit I don't need to work on. It's something I've relied on. But worship for me is not something I need to work on because it's a habit that every Sunday I'm here, I told you I missed you last week. But to me, I know I need to work on reading my Bible. There'll be something for each of us that we need to focus on, that we need to create space to try and build and develop 
And as we do that, as we create those rhythms, we are ultimately going to become more like the one we spend time with, which will be Jesus. Matthew has this story about the disciples that challenges me so much. Matthew 4, 18 to 20. Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. I don't know about you, but I don't know if Jesus saw me at work and said, follow me, if I could leave everything and just follow Sorry, Jesus, I've just got to make this one phone call. Sorry, I've just got to, um, I don't know, finish this email. Oh, I've got washing on. I don't think I'd stop Jesus for my washing. But <laughs> what, what distracts us? Would we be like these disciples that were out doing their job, fishing, saw Jesus and left it all and just followed him? For us, it might not be as major as leaving our work Sometimes I think the prompting of Jesus happens to me in Coles more than anywhere else. Katie, go say hello to that person. Just smile nicely. If you've ever been out shopping with me, I've got this thing of attracting strangers <laughs> that like to come and ask me directions. But what an opportunity to just smile like Jesus would smile at them. I went to the big bash cricket. Sorry if you were at the eight, you didn't hear this story. I was walking around floral pants, sounds like me, right? And this big bash cricket helmet like the KFC chicken bucket on my head but five families came and asked me for directions to their seats I don't know what made me look like I knew what was happening but that stuff happens all the time and if we don't keep our eyes on the prize which is Jesus I think we can miss some of those opportunities I could have at that moment said oh I don't know sorry and walked away or I could have taken a moment smiled be patient told them what I did know to try and help them on their way That's the stop and follow me. For some of us, they're small moments. They're things like smiling, waving at the car that just let us in, being kind to our brother when he's driving us crazy. That doesn't happen so much now, but for some of us, there's all going to be those situations. John Mark Comer has written a great book on hurry. If business is something you struggle with, I really recommend it, The Elimination of Hurry. But this quote's from there. Both sin and busyness have the exact same effect. They cut off our connections to God, to other people, and even to our own soul. We use busyness as kind of a, oh, how's your week been? Oh, really busy. Like like it's a good thing. But God also calls us to rest. He calls us to abide in him, to spend time with him. How do we overcome our busyness? How do we be ready to follow It's easy at times to have head knowledge and it's much harder at times for that head knowledge to get to our heart. I know I don't need to eat a lot of chocolate or drink a lot of coffee. I know that. But gosh, I enjoy it and my heart doesn't quite get the message sometimes. I'm a teacher. I've still got like my fruit and veg crisper full of chocolates as end of year gifts from last year. Yeah, so my head will say don't eat them but sometimes my heart really wants it. It's the same with how we spend our time and what we do. We know what we should be doing, but sometimes it's really hard to get our heart to align and enjoy it in that moment. God's not interested so much in our busyness and what we do. He's interested in who we are, and he wants to know the state of our heart more than he wants to see our CV or our list of accomplishments. 
I was in Tyree this week, just gone visiting my 93 and 7 eighths year old grandfather. He's 94 next month and it counts that little bit when you're that age, I reckon. But there was a sign in that town and if you haven't been to Tyree, it's not a very big town. It's in the mid-north coast of New South Wales. But as we drove past, Dad even drove back around the block so I could get a picture of the sign. But it said, to find the only present God wants, all you need to do is look in the mirror. God doesn't want our work. Yes, we can work for him and build the kingdom, but what he really wants is our hearts and our lives and for us to draw alongside and to spend time with him. We have this view that discipleship is about us working for God, but as Oswald Chambers says, it's actually allowing God to work through us. Sometimes our busyness comes from doing work for God. Maybe this year for some of us we need to think about what that balance looks like. Now it's all very good for me to come and say this and and say that we need to find time to be more like Jesus, but it's much harder to do it practically. And all of us are in different situations. All of us have a different home life or we're on a different part of the journey with Christ. But I thought I would share this morning a little bit about how I've done this in the past and see if it may help some of you or inspire something that God may be able to work through. In 2014, I'd kind of got myself in a bit of a rut. I decided I couldn't do things because of lots of reasons. And I thought, God, I'm going to give this year to you. 2014, what are you going to do? What do you want to do through me? What does this look like? And so the 1st of January, I took a day of silence and solitude, did really exciting things like take the Christmas decorations down. Yeah, right, really fun. Um, And spent most of the day talking to Jesus. And I felt God for the first and only time in my life speak audibly to me then. And he said, Katie, I want you to be brave. I thought, what are you talking about? I'm not brave. (laughs) I can't do this. I can't do that. But I felt God say, be brave. So I started a brave jar in 2014. And every time I did something out of my comfort zone, I wrote it on a piece of paper and put it in this jar. And me being me, of course, it was all pretty colours, because that's just what I do. And at New Year's Eve 2014, I sat and read all those pieces of paper. And some of it was simple, like I'd had this conversation. Some of it was I'd said no. I'm not particularly a sporty person, but I did things that year, like referee netball for us into school competition. I was pretty proud of that. I'm sure I missed so many things, but I felt so powerful with the whistle contact. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm just being real here. But that's what I did that year. And I did feel braver by the end of that year. I did, I did feel that God had equipped me to step out more into what he's done. And I look back to the person I was then to the person I am now, and I wouldn't say that courage is an issue I have now because God's worked on that. And I've done that practice every year since. So the 1st of January, I try to take as long as I can in that day as a day of silence and solitude and spend time with Jesus. And I say, Lord, what does this year look like? What do you want to work on with me this year? How can I work with you this year? I've had a word of the year every year since. And it's amazing how you look back and go, yes, God, that's what you did. Last year, my word was empowered. And I did things last year I didn't think I could do, but I did because God had given me the strength. Do you want to know what this year's word is? Okay, because you have told me accountable, so once I say it, it's out there. But my word for this year is fierce. 
And I don't mean fierce, like, <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I mean this year, I'm going to be fierce. I will be stronger, braver, kinder, and unstoppable. This year, I will be fierce. I'll be fierce for Jesus. I will have fierce hope. I will love fiercely. I will do all I can with every bit of me that I have. And I didn't know that was going to be my word for the year until New Year's Day. I was sitting drinking a coffee and I look and the coffee mug has the word fierce written on it. I was like, oh. Then I put it on a coaster and guess what the coaster said? Fierce. (laughs) And then that afternoon I had a drink while I was watering my garden out the back. Guess what the cup said? Fierce. So I'm like, all right, God, I get it. And then I realised the devotion I'd bought for the year said fiercely loved. So I think God's trying to tell me something. But that's one of the ways I try to work on becoming more like Jesus. I try to spend time, and for me, the 1st of January works. I try to spend time just going, what does it look like? How do I become more like you? And it gives me a goal then to work on through. I don't know what that's going to look like this time next year. I don't know what being fierce in 2023 looks like. I don't know what situations are going to come my way. But I do know God's going to be with me. But let's go back to our passage. As we read it, I want you to think of what repeats. Okay, so there's something that repeats a lot in this passage. Close your eyes if you need to, but see if you can see what I'm talking about. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Hopefully you saw the repeat there of this word, abide in me. Abide in me or remain in me, rest in me. What does abide actually mean? In this case, abides referring to perseverance. It's, it's applying to actively wait to rest in Jesus. It's actively choosing to rest in him and to wait on him. Now, if that's something that you challenge, you challenges you a little bit or you want to know more about, we had an excellent message on that last year um, in New Life Conference weekend. Julia Rebel came and gave us a word particularly around abide in me. So I'd encourage you to go back and listen to her message because she can say a lot more in 30 minutes than I can in two. But there's something else that jumps out to me in this section. And if I'm honest, this is the thing that's challenged me the most as I've prepared I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Whenever we want to change or move towards something, 
there's quite often something that needs to be left behind. If I want to exercise more, I probably need to give up some of my sleep-ins. If I want to read my Bible more, perhaps I need to watch less TV or read less of the other books. But in this case, in this passage, it uses the word prune. And I find prune a bit, ugh, because you use like secateurs when you prune and they're sharp and it hurts. If you've ever pruned a garden or seen someone do it, that's not like a soft, gentle process. It's a uh, gone. Right? Let's be honest, pruning's going to hurt. And as we de- start developing some of our spiritual rhythms, as we start to become more like Jesus, there's going to be more and more that comes to light that we need to prune, give away, or leave aside. That's not the process I enjoy. <laughs> It's definitely not the process I enjoy. Sometimes it comes through other people. You know those sandpaper people that come in your life? Have you ever heard that expression, sandpaper people? People that just rub you the wrong way? Like, seriously, do you think like that? No? Just, okay, maybe it's just me. But those people that make you smoother in the process, right? It's hard to see joy at that moment when you're in the middle of that. But we do know that through that we're going to bear more fruit that through that pain is going to come more. It's going to be better. But it's really hard in the middle. I read this quote yesterday. David Jeremiah says, the vine dresser is never nearer the branches than when he is pruning them. What a comfort to know that when God is helping us leave some of the things of the world behind, he is alongside us, closer to us than, he hasn't, than he's ever been before. Pruning of our hearts and our souls can be exceptionally painful. But I want to encourage us, as it happens, to see it not as punishment, but as preparation. Preparation for what's next. Preparation to becoming a little bit more like Jesus. Henry Nouwen says, Grateful people learn to celebrate even amid life's hard and harrowing memories because they know that pruning is no no mere punishment, but preparation. So, in 2023, start of a new year, today, right now, what habits are you going to develop? What habits are you going to change? How are you going to spend your time? Are you going to carve out time and space to spend time drawing alongside and abiding in Jesus, to knowing Jesus more, to becoming more like him? We know that a good vine requires good soil. What garden are you planted in? Is there good soil where you are planted? Are you surrounded by good people who call you along in the right direction? Psalm 1.3 says that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither whatever they do prospers. My prayer for each and every one of us as we start 2023 is that we find ourselves by streams of living water, continually refreshed and renewed and surprised by God's love and grace as we learn more and more about him. Now, there's a lot to look at, right, as we start looking at a new year. And as I said, each of us are in different places. So we have a resource for you to take today. And it looks kind of cool, I I think, anyway. I like the whole on the side, not the normal 
you're learning a lot about my quirks today. But this is called rule of life. Now, rule of life simply just means the habits I prioritize. Okay, so this is all about what habits am I going to prioritize in 2023? And I apologize, there's a typo on the screen, I'm aware of it. So here is my, now you're all looking for it, I shouldn't have even said it. In this booklet that you'll be able to take today, gospel spelt wrong, everybody. Um, <laughs> it'll explain what the rule of life is, but it'll also give you a table. And this table is for you to think about what do you want to work on in 2023? What are the goals you want to set? So I said for you that one of mine is I want to read scripture more. This is already filled in, abiding relationships, gospel and hospitality, work and money. So for me, my abiding is about spending time in scripture. What does that look like for me daily? What does that look like for me weekly? What does that look like monthly, quarterly and annually? So I might say that daily I want to read my Bible every day. Weekly I want to be in my small group conversation about what I've read, challenging myself. Monthly, I might want to start a new devotion or have a different look at another commentary. So think about what that looks like. I like on the one on the screen that for gospel and hospitality, it actually says that they're going to invite three people to Alpha because we know that Alpha is powerful. So today, take one of these as you leave. And in your family, discuss what 2023 looks like and the habits you and your family are creating for 2023 to become more like Jesus. Hold each other accountable as you complete this table. What does it look like? When we get to this time next year and we go back to this table and we look at annually, just think of when all that's going to be complete and full and done, what our lives are going to look and feel like. So I encourage you to take one of these today. I think it's also going to come out digitally this week if you're much more of a tech person, you prefer it that way. But we do have plenty today to take one and fill in as you go. So friends... My encouragement today is that as we leave, we take a moment to put down our to-do lists and instead to think about who we want to be. How do I become more like Jesus in 2023? But do you know what the best news of all is the news I get to finish with? In this scripture we've read in verse 15, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Jesus, the one who we celebrated his birth a few weeks ago at Christmas, who came and died for us, wants to walk alongside with us, wants to do life with us, and wants to call us friends. <laughs> you know what, guys? He loves us enough to pursue us. Perhaps today's your first time in church. You were here over Christmas with family and you thought, yep, I'm going to come back. Maybe you're listening to the podcast online and it's the first time you've heard this gospel and you want to know more. If that's true, get in touch. Dave, myself, Ella, any of our Connect team, we'd love to talk to you about what it means to know Jesus, to love Jesus, to be able to live and work out of his strength and his love. But for those of us that have been on this journey for a little while, we're about to go into worship. We're going to sing two songs that are about the foundation of our lives and what we hold dear. I encourage you as we sing this first song, I Surrender All, to think about what do you need to surrender? Like me, do you need to surrender your to-do list? Do you actually have time to focus on Jesus? 
do you need to surrender those distractions? Maybe you want to, as you, in worship as a sign of surrendering, hold your hands out. You may prefer to worship up here, that's fine too. But take a moment. What do you need to surrender in 2023 to become more like Jesus? If you would love prayer around that, we'd love to pray with you. Dave, myself, will be down the front over here if you'd like us to pray with you in that moment. But I hope you take this time of worship to look at the year ahead, spend time with Jesus, and to find habits and ways of becoming more like him. Will you join with me as we pray? Father, I thank you for the gift of a new year, a new chapter, a blank page, Lord. Father, for some of us, 2022 had its challenges, had its heartbreak. And Lord, I pray for healing to come there. Father, I pray for 2023 that you will guide us, that you'll show us, Lord, what you need to come alongside us with to develop, to prune. May we know your presence. Father, may we become more like you. May we hold each other accountable as your people. May this year be a year where we say, only you, God. These things happen because of only you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Will you stand and join us in worship?